Hello and welcome to the broadcast. This is a ministry of North Harford Baptist Church in Jarrettsville, Maryland. Visit us online at northharford.org. Our weekly gospel reading is going to be in Mark 3. Let's go to Mark 3. But then also, if you want to put a marker in that Matthew 12, like a little, just put your hand there or put a little sheet of paper in Matthew 12. We have a cross-reference to look at that we're going to finish on. But the reading for this week is Mark 3, 1 through 12. Again, he entered the synagogue. That's referring to Jesus. Jesus entered the synagogue. And a man was there with a withered hand. And they watched Jesus to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. Now just think about that. The, the leaders, Pharisees, are watching to see if Jesus would heal someone on the Sabbath so that they could praise him for doing something good. No, so they could accuse him of violating God's law. Which we'll see again, as we see over and over, they don't understand God's law. Yeah. Legalism and externalism is not obedience to God's law. That's the Pharisaic, traditional, um, Judaistic perversion of God's law. But anyway, that's what they're trying to do. They want to trap Jesus for doing a good deed on the Sabbath day. It's wicked. Verse 3, And he said to the man with the withered hand, Come here. And he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life, or to kill. But they were silent. Boy, that's telling. That's an easy question if you understand God's law. It's lawful to do good. It's lawful to do good. It's lawful to save life. Yes, that's what God wants. But they were silent. And he looked around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness of heart. And said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out. And his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately held counsel with the Herodians against him. How to destroy him. How to kill him. It's shocking. I mean, sometimes we read these stories and hear these stories so often. I've been hearing this since as long as I can remember being alive. You know, kindergarten, pre-K, going to VBS. Um... Sunday school as a kid, been hearing these stories. But he does a good deed. It makes, it makes the Pharisees hate him more. They think he's in violation of God's holy law. They have no clue. No clue about the purpose of the law and the nature of the law. Verse 7, Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea. Some days I feel like I want to withdraw to the sea. And a great crowd followed from Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and Idumea and from beyond the Jordan and from around Tyre and Sidon and from everywhere people coming from everywhere and when the great crowd just a horde of people heard all that he was doing they came to him and he told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd lest they crush him for he had healed many so that all who had diseases pressed around him to touch him they're not all there for the right reasons. It's becoming a mob. It, it can become a hindrance to the ministry. 
And whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. And he strictly ordered them not to make him known. Right? Authority over demons. Spiritual authority, sovereign authority over beings in the spiritual realm. The ability to command them and restrict them. And he strictly ordered them not to make him known. And he says that to some people right along the way to the, the messianic secret. If you do some, you know, if you Google that, that's probably one of the things that will come up. And this came up before in Mark. And I said, next time we get to it, we'll look at a little bit of the reason behind it. So turn to Matthew twelve fifteen. The essence of this or the gist of this is that he's, Jesus is not looking for fame from a worldly point of view, like the way the world thinks about fame. He's not looking for fame from a worldly point of view. To have a self-advancing or to glory in the attention or to glory in and measure success by the mere size of the crowd. That's how the world measures success. Heaven forbid we measure the success of our church by those worldly measures of glory and uh, the appraisal of men. But he's not in it for worldly approval or uh, to to get a big crowd. And a, a deeper issue there is to see that in every aspect of his ministry, Jesus is in complete control of the pace and the progression of his teaching. And of making himself known. So that's part of it there. Uh, Matthew 12, 15. We get a prophecy given to us in terms of what this aspect of his ministry fulfills. Jesus, aware of this, withdrew from there. And and many followed him. And he healed them all. But he ordered them not to make him known. And this was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Right? So him... Him ordering them not to make him known was to fulfill something spoken by Isaiah. Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved with whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles, a.k.a. justice to the nations, not just justice to Israel, justice to the nations. He will not quarrel. Or cry aloud, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and the smoldering wick he will not quench until he brings justice to victory, and in his name the Gentiles will hope. There's imagery in verses 19 and 20. I'll just highlight he will not quarrel or cry aloud. I mean, you can just take the general picture of he's not here to make a public spectacle he doesn't come uh, again for fame or glory or success from a worldly perspective or on a worldly measure he doesn't just want to amass a huge mob around him of people who are there for the wrong reasons which is just to get something for themselves or just to see something supernatural and shocking right becoming a hindrance to his ministry so there is a, a passage and but i encourage you to study that topic out the overarching topic continues to be in the gospels how jesus um, wields the 
kingdom authority, a supernatural power of God in his ministry uh, as a verification and validation of his teaching, but also as a manifestation of the kingdom, right? A, a preview of the new creation, true victory over the demonic realm, true victory over the curse of sin. And of course, that ultimate victory will be his sacrificial death and resurrection and ascension to the throne of God in heaven.